0: It's Playing Off the City, your sports news every Friday.
1: Welcome to Playing Off the City. Thanks for tuning in on this last Friday of November. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. It's your host, Jake. And Bakari. And today we'll be covering your
0: biggest stories from the NFL, NBA, college football, and you guessed it, soccer. Let's get it.
1: You can find us on the Instagram and Twitter at city, No caps and no space. Uh, jumping right into our first topic, we're talking about the Lions. They dropped to 4-7 and seven after losing to the Texans on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm tired of the Lions. <laughs> I'm tired Bakari, of them. Bakari, what's your thoughts, man? How are you feeling?
0: I'm glad that I was at work so I didn't <laughs> have to stay and watch this game because if Witness, I was at home... I would have had to stay home and watch it. And mm-hmm. it was disappointing. I,
1: to say the least. It just a disappointment.
0: <laughs> That's all lot I got to say.
1: Yeah, it was a bad game. Um, in the first quarter, or even the first quarter and early into the second quarter, I think we had three turnovers. There was a pick six and two fumbles. So definitely not the way we wanted to start the game. And uh, yeah, we just didn't look good at all. So, the Texans—they're a decent team, but they—we should have beat them. So,
0: yeah, I mean, they have—I think they had a, a worse record than us.
1: Yeah, they were three and seven going well, in, and we were, I mean, we were now four we and six. The, now
0: we got the same record, but it's just disappointing. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of wish we we could actually, you know, win games. But I think that a game like that really just shows you. We've got to get rid of this coach. We've got to try to start yeah. fresh again.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, after losing four out of our last five games, it really makes you question the future of our uh, head coach, Matt Patricia. Ever since stepping up as, as head coach, um, coming from New England, coaching with Belichick, obviously. So um, I was optimistic when he when he first signed with us because I thought, you know, yeah, he, like coach England, the, he, like, he coached uh, for the patriots he comes yeah, from a like, winning culture so you just you hope that maybe he'll he can build on that but apparently he hasn't gotten comfortable yet so what's think your thoughts? He ever will. <laughs> <laughs> you think and he's he's gonna get uh dropped soon
0: yeah i think he's gonna get the big boot i don't know when but i think i don't even think it's like, I don't know when exactly, but I don't think he has much time left.
1: Yeah, I don't you even didn't... know
0: why he's still here. I mean, I heard <laughs> last year the Fords were saying they had high expectations for this season and what we were <laughs> going to do. And we're playing very below those expectations, and he's still here. Yeah,
1: so you think it's more like not like if it's going to happen, like just yeah, when, the, yeah. when they're going to get to it? Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. I don't think the future looks very bright for Patricia in Detroit. But, um, and speaking of the Lions, it seems like the playoffs are too out of reach right now. Oh, for sure. So it's kind of disappointing, you know, you like to see the Lions in the playoffs. And the weird thing is, is since we have four wins, we're put in a weird situation where next year we won't be able to get a great draft pick. So that also doesn't help with our future. So I don't know. It doesn't, this hasn't been the most successful season. It's kind of not a shocker to a lot of, to the lions fans but yeah i mean we try to stay optimistic
0: but you know you gotta got look at reality sometimes and realize we're not we're not doing anything crazy not, yeah not so right now
1: who knows hopefully we can get a new coach and that can bring a culture change but as of right now like I
0: just, the only thing we always look forward to mm-hmm. is new coaches. <laughs> yeah
1: new beginnings yeah well I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we figure something out. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, and moving on to our next topic, we're talking about the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, this is a big matchup. The Ravens are six and four, and the Steelers are ten and zero, undefeated. So the game was supposed to be on Thanksgiving, postponed due to coronavirus, and they're still not sure if they're gonna play. It's scheduled for Sunday at one fifteen. So we're just gonna play the if game. If they play, who do you think wins? That that's that's a tough one. I mean, I heard that uh, Lamar
0: um, is uh, out with COVID. Yeah. So if he's out, the Steelers are going eleven and zero in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's like one of the integral pieces in why they win games and how they win them. So yeah. I think that if he's not here, who's their backup quarterback? Like RG three or something. I'm not I exactly think so. Sure. It's
1: not not a great option. Not a great
0: option. It definitely won't be easy coming up against a team that's 10-0, that's undefeated, that's playing really well this season without your starting quarterback. I don't know. I don't think that they'll win, but we've seen many surprises.
1: Yeah. No, I'd agree with you. I think the Steelers are probably going to win this one for sure. Um, I think they're the more talented team. Even if the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, I feel like this season teams are starting to figure out Um, their style of play more. You saw it in the playoffs last year even after they lost in the first round to uh, the Titans. Titans, yeah. So clearly they're not doing... Something they're doing isn't right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It seems like the RPO style of offense just isn't working for them. Yeah, I mean it's kind of unfortunate but...
0: Yeah. Because it's entertaining to watch Lamar but it just seems like a lot of teams kind of like can see through it now like now more than they did in the past so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it works out long term because i feel like making it to the playoffs isn't too difficult for the ravens but getting past that first hump is going to be that's when mm-hmm. we're going to see the, the biggest like jump from them
1: yeah they will definitely test their character um i think they'll make it to the wild card they're a talented enough team but like you said, I don't know about the future for them Because as much as Lamar's a great quarterback You need your quarterback to be able to pass the ball And it seems like sometimes Lamar struggles with that Especially um, more in the mid-range passing you know, yeah. he's, he's not he's, very he, he's accurate not, yeah, He's
0: not the most consistent um, quarterback like In terms of throwing the ball down, down the field Kind of yeah, relies but, more on his legs when he can't do that
1: Which is what you need. You need your quarterback to be consistent. They don't always have to be the best, but as long as they're consistent, you need them to be there for you. Yeah, I I feel
0: like the consistency needs to lie in his throwing more than his running.
1: mm -hmm. Like,
0: instead of the other way around.
1: Yeah, it seems... Yeah, because I don't think you can win games by just running the ball. I mean, you need to air it out sometimes, so... Exactly. And I feel
0: like like if you're good at throwing the ball then it'll be a, like it'll be a little easier to switch back to running every mm-hmm. now and then instead of compared to um when you when you're running the ball more then like that gets stopped all of a sudden you're gonna try and throw. But it's it's much harder to find a rhythm trying to throw the ball, get others to catch it and stuff. Mm-hmm. you know, in big mm-hmm. moments.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think um running should be more like a counter move, like, oh we just passed it Two plays in a row. Or like just as the quarterback in general. I yeah. just passed the two plays in a row. How about I go for a run now? Like it seems like it's Lamar's first options, alright, QB sneak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. Let's just let's just run it. And it seems like teams are starting to figure that out, so they gotta switch it up somehow. Yeah, and soon. Mhm. Uh speaking of another very good team, uh we got the Chiefs at nine and one. They're playing the Buccaneers this Sunday. Um they who are 7-4, and, four. and um, this is a battle of the quarterbacks, obviously. We got Tom Brady, yeah, you old know, goat. Well, the old the goat, goat, versus and we got goat. Patrick Mahomes on the up-and-coming. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, I think Mahomes is a more talented quarterback as of right now, but whose team do you think do you see coming out on top?
0: Man, every every, every time I go against the Buccaneers, they play out <laughs> a win. So it's kinda hard to go against them. But I do think the Chiefs are gonna pull this one out. Yeah. I think it's hard to stop Patrick Mahomes when he's in his rhythm and they're on like a five, six game winning streak right now. Just pretty good rhythm for me. So I think the Chiefs are gonna come out on top, I'm gonna say thirty one to sixteen, something like that. Like around okay. that range.
1: Yeah. Um I definitely have the Chiefs winning this game. The Buccaneers I think they're a good team, but the issue with me is their consistency from Brady um I really like him; he's been great in the past, however, it just seems like um as he's gotten older, his play down the stretch, he seemed to be more inconsistent, which isn't great from the quarterback position. yeah for sure so I the- yeah, so I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Hopefully he still has a long future with the Buccaneers. But it always seems like there's an excuse for Brady. But this season, I'm just not seeing it. He's had all his weapons. You know, you get Mike Evans. You got Godwin, I think. Didn't they pick up Antonio Brown? Yep. He has all these weapons. He's got a great team. So uh, there's really no excuses to lose. They, They built this team for him. So... I don't know. I think he should definitely be playing better, but he's still new team, so he's still adjusting, but we'll see how this game plays out. Yeah, it'll be definitely um, interesting to see who wins this game. Yeah. Well, with the playoffs coming up, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. It's getting very interesting in the NFL. Um, I'm excited for the playoffs. So um, after the break... We're going to go to college football, or no, we're going to go to the NBA.
2: Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, Visit adoptuskids.org.
0: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back from the break. Um, here we are now talking about the NBA draft from last week, free agency, the Detroit Pistons, and the NBA in general. So, first up, we got the Pistons very active the last week, week and a half. You've seen them doing trades on draft day, doing a bunch of trades in free agency, acquiring a bunch of players that they Mm -hmm. think we need in this rebuild. So
1: what do you think? Where do you got us at? Um, I don't think we're going to be very great this year. (laughs) Um, But I think it's good for our future that we're entering this rebuild process by getting younger, um, drafting people this year. Um, We had four picks, so hopefully these guys will start to build the culture for the future. And I think with head coach Dwayne Casey, I think he's trying to build a culture of defense first, like he did in Toronto. And I think the players we drafted kind of suit that this year. Yeah, we drafted a lot of big
0: dudes. And, like, we, we have a lot of—we've drafted drafted centers, like, a lot of centers. Um, mm-hmm. And just a lot of big bodies that we'll probably be able to throw at some of these, like, bigger guys in the conference. You know, like Giannis and stuff. Um, yeah. Kevin Durant, et cetera.
1: Yeah, um, what's your thoughts on Killian Hayes? You know, he's our our best draft pick or our, our highest draft pick, however you want to say it, at number seven. So what do you think, how do you think he'll perform for the year? I think he'll be okay. You know, I feel like he has the backing of a lot of these
0: guys. He seems excited to come here to play in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has another French um, fellow in Sekou Doumbouya. So it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to see. But I think, you know, he'll have a lot of support, Um, you know, always having someone like Derrick Rose mentoring you is phenomenal. So it's definitely going to be pretty interesting to see how this season pans out. I think the I think honestly, the Pistons could cause a few surprises. Nothing crazy, but I think they could surprise a few people if like if things work out the right way, maybe we could see like another Oklahoma City type scenario from last year.
1: Yeah, um, I think Blake, Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose, like you said, could be those veteran leaders that we need to help build a good team. Uh, however, I just don't see a way that we make it to the playoffs. I just don't think we have the talent yet. I think it's building, but like you said, we could shock a few people and. I think we can make it like as one of the lower seeds. As the lower seeds, yeah. there's a possibility, but you know, the East is getting more and more competitive every year, especially. Exactly. With, with free agency this summer, so we'll see. Um, I I'd like to pick your brain. What's your thoughts about John Wall? There's rumors that he might want to be traded to the Pistons. Uh, what do you think about that? That's that's a tough one, you know. <laughs> Only because it's tough for me because
0: we haven't seen him play in like two years. Two like,
1: years, yeah.
0: It's been a long time. Like you don't know how he's gonna come back from his injury. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he'll be good again. Like, if he'll be okay, if he'll be below average, like, nobody knows how he's going to be. I mean, obviously, I'd love a John Wall pre-injury. Like, mm-hmm. he would be an absolute dog to have on the Pistons, you know? And I think we'd definitely be able to at least make it to, like, maybe the second round in the playoffs with him. But now having been out for nearly two years, two years, like, who knows how he's going to come back. Like, yeah, I think it's not really the smartest thing to do, especially since he has a big contract. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily the smartest thing to do.
1: Yeah, there's no real guarantee on how well he'll play, <laughs> um, especially without having seen him play in two years. Uh, and, you know, him being a guard that relies on his athleticism in the past, you know, his ability to beat people off the dribble and slash has mainly been due to how quick he is. Yeah, and yeah. he's kind of a high flyer, not like Russell Westbrook, but still he'd get up. So you have a big injury. I think it was ACL, right? I think it was it was ACL or Achilles cuz I Achilles think he fell down the through. stairs or something. But a big injury like that, you don't know how they'll come back, how bouncy they'll come back, especially I mean, you saw with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had to totally change his game, get it more craftier, learn to shoot a little better. So I'm not sure what type of Wall we'll get. It'd be interesting to see what we'd offer for him. But I don't know how much I'd want him on the Pistons. Yeah, I agree with that, 100%. And then also, you know, we got
0: Jeremy Grant. Uh, You know, as a Nuggets and Pistons fan, (laughs) I'm in the middle. Yeah. As a Pistons fan, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I do feel he's a little bit overpaid, but at the same time, I am happy that he is here. But I'm upset that he left Denver, Mm -hmm. a team that was just that, like, just that... Like within reaching distance of the NBA finals. Of the finals. Like he left them to come to the Pistons, just because he didn't want to be the third or fourth option. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem of money, because the um the Nuggets matched his offer. So it's kind of upsetting, you know, that he left. But I'm excited to see what he does here as basically the main guy on this team. Uh, I'll be yeah. interested to see what he can do. I mean, he's a he's a really he's a really good player. He's a stretch forward. You know he can, he can. Yeah, he can defend basically any of the big guys. I mean, you saw them. in he the playoffs. He can shoot pretty well. Yeah, he's a decent shooter. Um, he was he was guarding like what LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't scared to guard those guys. So and Paul yeah. George. So it'll be interesting to see. But I think, you know, I'm I'm happy for him, and I hope that he comes and does good things here.
1: Yeah, I mean that move came as a total shock to me. When I heard that we were signing Jeremy Grant, uh, I just didn't know why he would want to leave the Nuggets, given how good you guys did in the playoffs last year. Kind (laughs) of, it was a shocker to me. Yeah, it was Um, shocking to me too. (laughs) I thought he'd want to stay with you guys, but um, some players you can see, you can kind of see their morale, um, how much they value um, shots, and play time, and you know, just like attention, I guess, because. Clearly, the more successful shot at winning the finals to be stay with the Nuggets and keep building that culture. I think, cause I think it could be good for the a few years to come. Oh, no, for sure. Jamal Murray, uh, Jokic. So and you PJ. definitely, you kind of see what type of guy he is. I don't think it's like too big of a knock on him, but I just like I, it still just doesn't make much sense to me. I think that honestly. We won't see it
0: in the regular season, but come the playoffs in crunch time against the Clippers, against the Lakers, you're gonna you're gonna notice his absence. Mm-hmm. You're gonna notice it. We're not gonna see it re- too much in the regular season, but if you come up ag- if we come up against like one of those t-
1: top two teams, we're definitely gonna see why we miss him so much. No, he was a solid part, definitely in the bubble. You could tell he made a a big influence. He was one of those wing defenders. Those are like. Really like hard finds in the NBA. I mean, you you only got a few others like Roko and I can't even think. Maybe I don't know, but like if you can get a good three and D player like that who really defends, and not to mention Jeremy Grant, he's probably like six ten, so he can guard a three and a four. Yeah. So he's one of those. They even played him at the five against the Lakers a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm, With their small small ball. ball,
1: yeah. Yeah, he's one of those multi-use players, so as a Nuggets fan, like you like you said, uh, you were probably weren't too happy to see him go, but as a Pistons fan, it's kind of interesting. Uh, he's a solid player, and I hope he does well for us. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of NBA and everything,
0: it's been a busy week in the NBA, to say the least. Uh, the Lakers made some pretty big pickups. They got Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell. After, um, just want to point out, Harrell said about a year ago that he didn't he'd never played for the um Lakers and look what happened but yeah. we don't speak on it. Um Gordon Hayward went to the Hornets which is pretty interesting. I think the Hornets are building something pretty interesting over there with their young core. Uh, yeah. if Hayward stays healthy, I think that they'll be a force to be reckoned with.
1: Mhm.
0: And then always a big if. Exactly. It's a big if, you know, with these guys that get injured a lot. It's always mm-hmm. a big if like you said. And then finally, at the top of the East, your Bucs, you know, they're adding some, some yes, pretty sir. good guys. They added Drew Holiday. They added my boy, Tory Craig. I hope mm-hmm. that that's one great player. I hope that he succeeds with the Bucks. So best of luck to him. And the Celtics added Tristan Thompson.
1: Any, anything else? like? Uh, not really. Those were the big uh, moves in free agency in the NBA that kind of caught my eye. So um, definitely some things to look out for. The East will be another force to be reckoned with this year. So just some players to kind of look out for.
0: Yeah, I think that the, that the league's getting more and more balanced with all these free agency markets and you know drafts and stuff. It's looking really good for the future. Yes, yeah, sir. So coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about college football, college basketball. We'll catch you right back.
2: To protect his family from disaster, Steve used his camera phone. Done. By taking pictures of his important documents, Steve can always have them stored online. Learn more simple disaster prep tips at ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back from the break. We're talking college football. Starting in the Big Ten, uh, the Michigan are playing Penn State. Uh, Pretty 0-5. interesting game. Yeah, the 0-5 uh, Penn State in uh, 2-3 and Michigan. So it'll be interesting. To Michigan see how- might actually win this week, believe it or not. Yeah, like, after that two. <laughs> After that overtime win against uh, Rutger, <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers, I don't know it's how so proud crazy. I am to say that that we only beat Rutgers in overtime. That's um, so crazy. It's been an odd year for Michigan football. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm the most happy, the most pleasant with how the season's gone. But just kind of got to take your bumps. Some programs kind of have their down years, so I guess this is one for the Wolverines. Literally, and I mean Rutgers,
0: come on. Like <laughs> since when has Rutgers ever been a challenge for Michigan and Michigan State? A lot of them taking them to O T or just straight up losing to them. So it's a bad year for both teams. Hopefully next year'll be better.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can make some improvements. But I think both teams are starting to look at basketball season now. Yeah, with college basketball coming up, both teams are looking forward to that, you know. I think that's our, as a Michigan fan, I think that's our strong suit, in my opinion. Uh, we just had our game against Bowling Green, where we won. Some of our freshman players, Hunter Dickinson, uh, at transfer, Sean D. Brown, they were showing off their skills, so it was, it was nice to see some basketball. I, I love college basketball. Yeah, I love college basketball, too. Hopefully,
0: we get March Madness this year, because last year, I was, pretty, yeah, I was pretty sad that we uh, missed out on it, but... Yeah, like you said, Michigan's looking off to a good start. Won by fourteen. Um, their next game's against Oakland, which should probably be a, a, a big win for them. Uh, which is yeah. on Sunday, so we'll see how that pans out.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, switching over to the other team inside the state, we got Michigan State. First, we'll talk about football. Um, they host Northwestern, who's five and zero, in another Big Ten matchup, They're which is interesting. Yeah, it's I was saying yeah, yeah. One and three. Michigan State hosting five and zero Northwestern. Yeah. Um. Uh, I obviously think Northwestern's gonna take this game. Michigan State hasn't had the greatest season with new head coach Mel Tucker. It hasn't been the smoothest transition uh, with their yet. players, but I mean that's kind of what you gotta expect with new head coach. Yeah, especially in college, like.
0: It, it it'll pan out if it has to, but the one season isn't gonna determine if these guys are
1: you know Oh no. Yeah, go all the way or not. Yeah, he's definitely still got a bright future. One season doesn't define what what he's got to offer. Yeah. And so they were off last week like we said in the past because
0: of that. Due game. to COVID. Yeah, because of Maryland and COVID, so mm-hmm. yeah, and then they also, they had a pretty tough game. I mean, it's, it's not tough when you look at it, but <laughs> the Eastern dropped 67 points on them, which if yeah. you're MSU, like, you're kind of there, like, oh, that's that's a lot, you know? Eastern's yeah. not the greatest team. Sorry if you go there, but, <laughs> yeah, like, they're not the greatest team out. So it was yeah, a little bit of a wake-up call.
1: Yeah, so this was their first look at the state basketball program since last year. Um, you had Josh Langford starting after uh, his injuries last season. So it was interesting to see how they play. Uh, I don't know how good they're going to be this season. I haven't looked into that too much. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't really a test for them, you know, just another crappy college. So it was just, <laughs> just a. I mean, honestly, it was just a pretty easy win for State. But they do got a big game coming up. They're playing Duke on Tuesday. Duke yeah, being the number be nine team, always loaded, so that'll be like their real first test. Yeah, that'll be their real first test, and it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. And lastly, just real quick um, the Iron Bulls coming up for football. Auburn, uh, ranked 21 is going against Alabama, who's number one. Hm. Uh, this is a big story. We got undefeated Alabama trying to solidify their playoff spot um, in the college football playoffs. And, you know, usually you think, uh, you know, the the favorite team's going to win. Alabama, they're number one. They're going to win. But it's a rivalry game. Not in these rivalry games. It's a rivalry game. Exactly. So anything could happen. Happened last year. I definitely look out for that. It happened the one year where they they took that field goal and they returned it all the way. Yeah, it happened. Uh, It it might not have been last year,
0: but it was that one year where they played Michigan in the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Yeah, um, Auburn had beat them. So it was. It's like it's not every year that Alabama wins that game. So definitely tune into that game and see if uh, Auburn can put up any type of challenge towards Alabama this season.
1: Yeah, it'll be a uh, it'll be a solid fight. I always love watching rivalry games. So definitely tune into that one. Um, unfortunately, Nick Saban might not be able to coach due to COVID. Uh, I don't think that plays too big a role, but just another side note. Yeah, uh, hopefully, um, I'm um, wishing for a speedy recovery for him. Yeah, most definitely. And so I think that just about does it for our college football segment. Uh, After the break, we're gonna have our final segment talking about some soccer.
2: Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper! Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen! Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back here on Playing Out the City for our final segment on soccer. Um, it's kind of a sad story to begin with. Uh, I don't really like being sad, but this is something that really affected not only the soccer world, but the whole sports world the other day. Yeah, the whole sports community. Um, our soccer legend Diego Maradona from Argentina Passed away at the age of 60 After he had a brain surgery Actually
1: at the beginning of this month So um, You know just yeah, you, you Go ahead Yeah definitely uh, rest in peace He was battling some He's been battling some issues in recent years So you hate to see that Especially uh, such an influential player So um, Yeah he's considered by
0: many One of the best players of all time yeah, so condolences to him and his, his family. Yeah. Him and
1: his family, it's got to be a rough time, but he he definitely left his his mark on the game. Yeah, so yeah, rest in peace. Um
0: on to another topic. Chelsea play Tottenham this weekend. It's going to be a big game in the Premier League. Chelsea doing pretty good in the Premier League and Tottenham current league leaders interesting to see who turns, turns up in this game. Tonham, I actually just recently watched their little documentary on Amazon would recommend All or Nothing Tonham. Uh, very interesting to see the dynamics between a soccer program and just, yeah. I, I think this weekend Tonham will pick up the three points. Um, last week I said they were going to beat City. No, I said it was going to be a draw, but they beat yeah, City. Yeah. So this week I'm saying Tonham beats Chelsea 2-1. Um, my boy Heungman's son about to drop a goal. That's all I know. Um, another game happening this weekend is Valencia against Atletico Madrid. be interesting to see who wins that game. Um, Spain's looking a lot different this year. Real Madrid's not playing the greatest. Barcelona's not playing the greatest. So definitely Atletico Madrid's chance to pounce on that and try to win their second league title in 10 years or 5 years. No, it'd be like 6 or 7 years actually, sorry. So... I think ooh, I think Atletico wins this game 1-0 because we know how they play um, which is a very defensive style mm-hmm. and then our second to last topic here uh, for soccer is our players to watch um, a few players to watch this weekend or just in general in, in the games that are going to happen so in the Chelsea versus Tottenham game I'm saying watch out for heung mm-hmm. son on fire this year along with Harry Kane that attacking trio has bagged in like what 15 goals I think or 20 goals already and the season just started a few months ago so watch out for them Valencia versus Atletico Madrid I'd say look out for Juan Félix on Atletico Madrid and let's we'll see what he can do mm-hmm. and then for Napoli I'm not really sure on Napoli Napoli has a few good attacking options I don't know who's readily available this weekend but I would definitely say, probably watch out for like a Lorenzo Insigne or somebody like that. So, um, yeah. And the Champions League is also going to be on this Tuesday. Make sure to turn in for match day five. It's going to be interesting to see who wins uh, wins because we're almost at the end of the group stages. There's just this match day and the, one the week after. And then we'll have our teams that are going to the knockout stages. So, I think six teams are already qualified. But... Make sure you tune into that.
1: Yes, sir. Um, make sure to tune in Tuesday for some good soccer. Uh, thank you for staying for the whole show, if you're still here. Um, shout out to Bakari again, our, our soccer guy, for carrying yes, the last sir. segment. Um, but I think that wraps up our show. Um, this is 89.1 FM, the Exile Radio. My name's Jacob. And my name's Bakari, and thanks for watching. Have a good night.